Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. Well, two pictures on the screen. Only one of them is authentic. The other one is a digital talking puppet. Only one of them is real. The other one is a product of artificial intelligence. Which one's real? <laughs> I have no sweet clue. This is a New York Times article. They're just trying to get the idea out there that technology has advanced so much that to try and figure out, you know, you hear a voice and you say, that's, that's that person. And you find out, no, artificially produced. A face. You think, that's them. You know, that's the one on the right. No. You're 50% correct. <laughs> Likely to be correct. You know, which is going to make life difficult because they say that it's going to be more and more like this in the future. If you can duplicate voices and faces. I mean, what's going to happen when we go, uh, we get a phone call? Is this really you? What's the password? <laughs> you know? <laughs> 2030, I called my mom on uh, FaceTime. Didn't, wasn't that you that already called and said you were flying out to Vancouver today? <laughs> you know, how was she going to know it's really me? Uh, a British Canadian, Jeffrey Hinton, is called the godfather of artificial intelligence. He's a pioneer of AI. A few days ago, did you hear it in the news? He quit Google so we could speak more openly about the dangers of AI, calling for ethical responsibility. He says chat boxes are quite scary. In a New York Times interview, he ended it with this quote, make no mistake, we are on a speeding train right now, and the concern is that one day it will start building its own tracks. In the article, he said that uh, AI is a, a greater threat to humankind than, than climate change, it's his view. But let's back up here. Is, is there, I, I really sincerely want to know, is there anyone in the room or, or online, you let us know in the chat room, is there anyone listening to me that has never, ever, ever received a scam phone call? <laughs> anyway, I want to meet you. <laughs> I want to meet you like anyone? Man, to me, uh, we've had to buy a few things with this house and it seems like everybody's getting my phone number. Uh, you know, I mean, remember a while back? Hello, this is the CRA, right? Get those, yeah? This is the RCMP. This is your bank. Listen, I had one recently. They said, they, 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 it was a business I'd done business with. They said, we need to confirm your identity before proceeding. Do you know what I came out of my mouth? I said, hold on here. I need, and I did laugh. I said, I need to confirm your identity before proceeding. How do I know who you are? And, and it's, it's sad and sickening, these grandparent scams, you know? Very precious friends of ours 
Uh, their mom, so lovable, smart lady, living on her own, a senior, was scammed into going to a bank machine twice to take money out of an ATM, gave them thousands of dollars. When the police were called in, the kids called the police in to, to try and help protect their mom and catch this person, they said it's becoming increasingly common. And how do you know if you can trust the news? Whether you get your news on your favorite television station, favorite website, or Twitter feeds, it's common now today to filter news through political biases, isn't it? You can watch the same story, two different stations, and wonder if they're talking about the same situation. I mean, good luck on trying to find out what's authentic. Because the very people who deal with fake news, when they're caught and accused of doing fake news, they say, that's fake news. And you're confused. Jesus said the last days will have a deception so real, it will even deceive the elect, sincere Christians. The Apostle Paul said it will even happen, falsehood will happen in the church context. He says, for the time will come when people will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. So, so this series is going to be important. It's going to equip you in a world that's going to be increasingly difficult to figure out what is really true. It's going to equip you to be able to, to discern truth. But before we jump into it, let's, let's sort of find out where, where we're at right now. Let's take a quick test. Where are you on this gullible paranoid scale? Don't, no hands. Don't even smile. How many are gullible? You hear something and you think, oh, whoa, really? Or how many are paranoid? You hear something and you think, whatever. You know, it's just, you, you, you know, because now maybe you're not gullible, but you're naive, you're innocent. Or maybe you're not paranoid, but you're skeptical. Um, you know, I just thought, I did a little thing in my head. I thought, you know, let's say there's a conspiracy theory out. Who's the most vulnerable to a conspiracy theory? Is it the gullible or is it the paranoid? A conspiracy theory, the gullible say, whoa, really? And the paranoid say, yep, of course. <laughs> That's where they sort of join together. I did a little circle thing here. That they sort of come together, the gullible and the parent. I mean, talk about a confusing world. Today, uh, by the time the teaching is over, I hope you can, if we can go back to that line graph, I hope you can find yourself somewhere in here. Uh, Pastor Matt and I, this Thursday, it will be dropped. Do you like that? It'll be dropped this Thursday. It, this Thursday... It'll be dropped. We're going to do this follow podcast because I got a whole bunch more stuff to equip people for in this in this future that we're going to be facing. And but but right in here, uh, he, he asked me the other day. He said, you know, as we get ready for the podcast, he said, where would you say the middle ground is? You know where it is? It's truth seeking questions. It's truth seekers who ask three questions. Before I tell you what those three questions are, let me tell you what they aren't. If you're seeking for truth, if you want to know what's authentic and what is really, really true out there, there are three questions not to ask. Number one, is it persuasive? Don't ask that. How many found? <laughs> it can look so real. It can sound so real. It can be so persuasive. And how many know sometimes sometimes 
Well, here's what I'm trying to say. Why do those who know the least have to know it the loudest? <laughs> you know, they're so persuasive. Is it popular? It must be true. It's gone viral. Falsehood spreads faster than truth. Or are they sincere? Are they sincere? Yeah. Were mums sincere? I, I, I thought, well, it's Mother's Day. Let's look at some mumisms. True or false? You can, you can say it to me out loud, all right? If you swim after eating, it will give you stomach, stomach cramps. True or false? Yeah. Well, <laughs> one of you is right. <laughs> Apparently it's false. Eating carrots will give you better eyesight. No. Well, apparently it's partially due because carrots eating produces beta-carotene, which produces vitamin A, which is essential for eye health. All right, what about this? Plucking a gray hair, this is what moms say, plucking a gray hair will make two more grow in its place. As soon as I read that, I said, I got to get this to Pastor Jonathan. Anyway, <clears throat> true or false? Apparently it's false. I, I didn't check it out, but I tried it on my eyebrows. But anyway, <clears throat> all right, a gender test for mums to be. If you're pregnant and you crave sweet, it's going to be a, and if you are pregnant and you crave salty, it's going to be a, if they had said, I would have believed it, if they had said, if you're pregnant and you crave tomato juice, you're going to have boys, because my wife had two boys. <laughs> Very persuasive. All right, here's what we're saying. Listen, all of this authentic-looking digital face stuff, this authentic-sounding artificial voices, convincing frauds, persuasive scams, Increasing deceptions, sincere old wives' tales, how do you recognize the truth? How many are about ready? Pastor Keith, would you please get into it and tell us the three questions to ask to recognize truth? Here's the first one. Does the source have a proven track record for truth-telling? First question you and I need to ask when we get information is, what's the? Yeah, exactly. What's the source? And is the source credible? Do they have a track record for truth-telling? That, that means when someone says, oh, you know what they say, find out who they is. <laughs> Before you go any further. Oh, did you hear? I just heard that. From? From where? From who? You know, e even when Jesus makes claims about himself that are eternally significant, claims about his identity, you know what he did? He asked people to see if the claims were consistent with God's track record. He did. Before going to the cross, Jesus said, you studied the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. And I was, get in the Bible, see what the prophecies say the Messiah is supposed to look like and see if I qualify, see if I have the credit. And when Jesus rose from the dead, to the very followers who saw him die on the cross, Jesus, it says, then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses, Genesis, the biggest number during, and all the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, etc., explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
I love that about Jesus. How, how many understand that putting your faith in Jesus is uh, putting your faith in a future that's based on Jesus being exactly who he claimed to be? <laughs> exactly who he claimed to be. And, and doing exactly what he said that he would do. The source of our faith has a proven track record. Right on? I'm thankful for that. Listen, second question to ask. Do I have sufficient facts? Do I have sufficient facts? It was Mother's Day morning and two, two children got the idea and same idea. They went to mom and said, mom, you just stay in bed this morning. You just stay in bed this morning. And, and mom stayed in bed and she smelled bacon. And she waited and waited and waited and she waited and waited and waited. Finally, she went to see what was going on and there's the children sitting at the table enjoying their pancakes and bacon. One smiled and said, as a surprise to you for Mother's Day, we decided to make our own breakfast. <laughs> Meanwhile, mom's waiting. She didn't have sufficient facts, right? You know, as a pastor in my early 20s, with so much experience in marriage counseling, so much experience in marriage, how long were we married? Um... Anyway, I had set aside a day for appointments and uh, this wife came to see me about her uh, marriage situation. She listed the faults of her husband and went on and on about the faults of her husband. There was tears, there was drama. It was so convincing. I was so ready to set this creep straight. And... Uh, I asked if I could see them together, and he agreed. And, and uh, when, when, uh, when, when he got started, and I listened, and, uh, and uh, by the time he was done, I, I, I wondered how he actually stayed married to this woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> L- listen to Proverbs. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. When you're discerning truth about people or about news, how many have learned to wait till you have sufficient facts? Just hold on here. Wait till you have sufficient facts. So much in the um, most popular, we have some wonderful journalists in our church family who, who really investigate and research and find their stuff. Due diligence is the way they do it. But there's so much journalism today that is polarized and politicized to the point that they just tell what they think is going to attract their chosen audience. Their their objective is not to present sufficient facts, but only to reinforce their views that their viewers that they want to have already have. And then, and then people, we, sometimes we are guilty. We, we choose only news sources and websites and Twitter feeds that back up what we already want to hear. You know what gets lost? Dialogue, healthy debate, discussion, conversations where people actually listen to each other and learn critical facts they don't already know. And then what happens in that scenario is you end up with people who are making important conclusions based on half-truths. And you know the problem with half-truths, people get hold of the wrong half. When somebody feels strongly about something, they make a conclusion on those strong feelings. And they, they, say, they say, I have my truth. You have yours, but I have my truth. 
But what happens to their truth when they have more sufficient facts, facts that go beyond what they already knew? What am I saying? I'm saying that it's common today to treat opinions as facts and facts as opinions. All right, so I'm going to do another test here just to sort of illustrate this. All right, you can answer out loud. There's no trick questions here. PCs and Macs have different operating systems. True or false? Macs are better than PCs. <laughs> Do you see? That was an opinion. Conviction there, too. All right, here's, here's another one. Squid exists. Squid is delicious to eat. That's your opinion. All right. Water freezes at zero degrees Celsius. I didn't hear you upstairs. The house is 22 degrees and very comfortable. And the mother of my children says, I'm freezing to death. <laughs> I'm saying there's a difference between truth and opinions. Just because you have an opinion you feel so strongly about, that doesn't mean it's true. Uh, you know what I love about Jesus? Again, he invites investigation. He invites due diligence. He invites people to get more facts. He invites us to be seekers of truth. When Thomas had his doubts and questions about Jesus being raised from the dead, do you remember Jesus stood before him and said, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. I'm alive for you too, Thomas. I love the way God's invitation throughout the Bible is always search the scriptures. Jesus says, check me out. God's invitation has always been, you will seek me and you will find me if you seek after me with all your heart. Uh, cults can't say that. Some people that put politics ahead of faith in Jesus can't say that because they want to make sure that you follow their politics first before they accept you as a believer. But cults and false belief systems, they look down on asking questions. Someone having doubts, looking for answers. But listen to what was admired in the first century church. Did Jesus ever train his leaders well in this regard? Acts chapter 17. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. It's admired. Finding out the facts. Love that about Jesus. Love that about following Jesus. All right, so what are the three questions? Number one, does the source have a proven track record for truth-telling? Do I have sufficient facts? Here's the third question to ask. Is the agenda pure? Is the agenda pure? <laughs> Johnny came home from school and he was unusually quiet. He hardly said a word through supper. Later that night, he went to his mom at bedtime and said, Mom, can you, can you write in the dark? She said, I think so. What do you want me to do? He said, oh, just sign this report card for me. <laughs> we got to find out what the agenda is. You know what I'm saying? Advertisers have an agenda. 
I told you some time ago, I still get them from Shoppers Dark Mart. Keith, we love you. <laughs> you don't even stink and well know who I am. Like your database is... Anyway, find Home Building Magazine. Subscribe for years. Don't anymore, haven't you? I stopped subscribing a few years ago. You know what they send me? They still send me, we miss you. Listen to the marketers and publishers. They, they don't even know who I am. Listen, have you noticed what brands call you when you buy, whether it's a new car, a new computer, a new cell phone? Welcome to the... Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the family. I am so tempted. So tempted. To phone up and say, hey, I got an email from you saying you're family. I'm moving. <laughs> My family helps me move. You know when you're coming over? And how many have figured out that the people that work in the service department aren't the same ones that work in the same company in the sales department? Someone said a bank is a place that will loan you money if you can prove you don't need it. The last few weeks, a major U.S. news channel, the word news is right in their name, but when the host of one of it, they claimed it was the most popular program, I don't have cable, I don't know, but the most popular program, he was sued for lying and sharing false information. And apparently a lot of people in the U.S. Bible Belt just really go by what this guy says. You know what his lawyer's defense in court was? His show's purpose is not to tell the news, but to entertain. I quote now from his defense lawyers, no reasonable person would think, and they named the guy, was providing factual information. Why would any reasonable person watch news expecting to hear true news? Why would they do that? You see, it's like the agenda is not to tell the truth. The agenda is to say whatever will increase ratings and advertising revenue. We're told everyone has an agenda. I mean, this is pervasive. It's not just in these instances. There's a man that moved into a senior's residence and a number of women uh, wanted to get to know this new guy in the senior's residence. And one was a little more open about her agenda. She asked, where did you live before you moved here? He said, prison. <laughs> she said, what did you go to prison for? Killed my wife. She said, oh, you're single then. You know what I mean? Just like... <laughs> Everyone has an agenda. Listen, Jesus warned we would encounter the same things in churches. How many know wolves have an agenda? They like to kill sheep, yeah, or whatever they can get to eat, I guess. Wolves hunted, and Jesus warned, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. I mean, I cringe when I hear people in the name of Jesus manipulating other people for money or stirring up anger, racism, and hatred in the name of, well, I can't even say his name in association with that. And they're teaching not what Jesus says, but what people's itching ears want to hear. And you know, the forecast in the Bible is that's going to happen a whole lot more in the future. How many of this is going to be an important series? One of the dangers for you and me, though, I, I was thinking about it, is that I think that artificial intelligence in our future could wear us down. 
We could just get so used to, you know, oh, you know, what, what's, what's even true anymore? Uh, it, it may take so much effort to figure out what is really true that we end up like Pilate when Jesus was sent to him to be crucified. Pilate concludes, I find no fault in him, but he ends up giving in to public pressure instead of what he knows to be true. If he tells the truth, it's going to cause him a whole lot of hassles, a lot of opposition publicly, peer pressure, and maybe his job. And he chooses a less hassled life and job security instead of telling the truth about Jesus. I mean, part of it is at least you can empathize with it. Every person that stands before Pilate to get a, uh, an appeal or of their conviction, they all say whatever they think is going to get them off the hook, whatever facts will make them look innocent and leave out the rest of it, lying about their guilt. I mean, Pilate's been so worn down by, by cases of his truth, her truth, half-truths, fake truths, frauds, deceivers. Can you hear the weariness in his voice? Jesus, what is truth? What is truth? But I love that right in the middle of the brief interrogation, Jesus reaches out to Pilate. Have you ever noticed this? He said, he said Pilate, he says very little. Pilate says, aren't you going to speak up and defend yourself? Jesus, you know, he says, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love truth recognize that what I say is what is truth, Pilate asks. Jesus is saying, let me make it simple for you, Pilate. Let me make it simple for you. If you love truth, you don't have to look any further than me. I'm truth, Pilate. I'm truth. I'm right here. Earlier, Jesus had taught his followers they're going to be lied to. He gives a nickname to the evil one. He calls him the father of lies. He inseminates lies. That's all. He's a lie production factory. But listen to how he exposes the evil one's agenda and contrasts it with his pure agenda in one sentence. He says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it to the full. Next week, we're going to see a, a teaching that will help us spot fakes. But listen to Jesus here. He says, spotting fakes starts with recognizing truth. Get really good at recognizing truth. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. They will not even recognize the voice of a... Can, can I say it this way? They won't recognize the voice of a stranger because they're so good at recognizing they know his voice. My dad worked for the Canadian Mint before going into the Royal Canadian Mount of Police where he took a fraud detection course. And, and, and I thought when he told me about it that he would say, oh, you have to watch for these wrong things, these wrong... You know what he said? We spent most of our time getting to know what authentic, authentic currency was. And when you get really good at knowing what it's supposed to be there, what it's supposed to look like, then you can tell when it's not there. The best way to recognize the falsehood is to get really good at recognizing truth. The best way to not get taken in by artificials is to get to know authenticity. 
I've been doing life with Jesus for over 60 years. I'm going to tell you my truth. <laughs> the better you get to know Jesus, the more you trust him to tell the truth. How many, you may not have followed Jesus for 60 years, but the longer you serve him, the more you just trust him to tell the truth. Right on? Some of you are making decisions in this room and online about your life and your future and relationships, money, sex, power, health, the afterlife maybe. You're making decisions. Who are you going to trust? <laughs> oh, there's no one that can tell truth like Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We can trust Jesus. I want to pray with people in this room today that are ready to say, I'm ready to trust the truth. I'm ready to trust the truth. How many know only Jesus has a track record of telling the full truth, nothing but the truth, all the time? Only Jesus is more than adequate. His agenda is he loves you and he'll do anything it takes to see you with him in heaven forever with a life lived with his Father God and him and his spirit that he always wanted for you. That, that, that's, that's his pure agenda. How, how many are ready? If you, you say, Pastor Keith, if you'll pray with me, I'm ready to trust Jesus with my life. Let's just close our eyes. Let's, let's pray together in this place. And if you're ready to open your life to Jesus today in this room, to place your trust in the truth of Jesus, the good news, the reliable news of Jesus, who gave his life for you so you could be forgiven of all the wrongs you've done, who rose from the dead so that you could join him in heaven forever. His agenda is you, actually, isn't it? How many are ready to, to just say, I trust you, Jesus? I invite you just to whisper these words right where you're seated, right where you are online. Thank you, Jesus, I can trust you. <laughs> Thank you for loving me enough to do whatever it takes to restore me to God. I receive your love today. I'm sorry for all the wrongs that I have done. You died on the cross to cleanse them away. Cleanse them away, please, Jesus. I won't be perfect from this day forward but I want to follow you from this day forward all the days of my life right into heaven when I die. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, if you prayed that prayer, Pastor Jessica is going to come in a moment and give you next steps that you can take just to follow through on that decision. But, but, but how many are here and you're saying, Pastor Keith, I'm making decisions and I'm so confused and I, I just hear people saying, that I, 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 want, I want to do what's right. I want, to, I want to know what's true, what's real, what's the best thing to do. I just invite you to say right now, Jesus, you have the best for my life. You tell me the truth about what's best and I trust you, Jesus, in what I'm making a decision about right now. And Lord, help all of us as your followers. Help every one of us not to be overwhelmed or, or wearied by the artificial that will increasingly be there, we're told, in our future. But thank you, Lord, that we can live our lives following you who is the truth. And we can walk with confidence into the future, knowing that as we live authentically with you, that people will see you in us and we can speak the truth in love 
And we can live for you all the days of our life until we see you face to face and thank you that it will be authentically you that we see in heaven. We want to live our lives for you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time.